The experiences, views, beliefs, and opinions expressed in Sanctuary Kinky Cast are solely those of the people featured in each episode and do not constitute, nor should they be construed as, professional advice, direction, or informational fact. Please always do your own research and fact check responsibly. Subject matter may also include content that can be considered mature and or extreme. Listener discretion is advised. I need you to show me what you want to do to me. Punish me. Show me how bad it can be. I want you to show me the worst. Use my body to keep you alive. fourth episode of the Sanctuary Kinky Cast. This is Hatter, and this evening we will be discussing Daddy Doms, Mommy Doms, Caregivers, Littles and Bigs, and this evening we have Daba, Zombie, House, and as guests we have Echo, Nysteria, and a little Jay. Now, I'm going to start off with, you know, I'm, I am a Daddy Dom, I, I have a I uh, actually just got to spend a lot of quality time. We are long distance. It's been, it was a lot of fun. Got to have a lot of fun together and got to actually use portions of our dynamic and watch it grow a little bit and test it a little bit. So this is something I just got to experience myself recently. Um, for myself as a daddy dom, I guess I should explain that it's not so much, it's not so much as a sexual aspect as it is taking care of another person in a way that you can't normally inside of normal relationships, I guess you could say, and setting a structure and boundary with your, your partner that helps you to not only to play better, but to coexist better to make your lives a little bit easier and a lot more fun. Uh, I guess, you know, for me personally, it's about that chance to take care of somebody in a way that I guess I really wasn't able to be taken care of as a kid. Uh, that's what it means to me. Like, it's it's very personal. It's 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 very intimate, and that's where I think a lot of people within this community get a lot of mixed messaging about it and make it so taboo. Is because yes, there is that aspect of it of our relationship that does involve bondage and does involve submission. But ultimately, I still care about the person underneath it all. I want to make sure that they're taken care of, they're happy, that every need is met to the best of my ability. You know, Nysteria, how... I I actually think that's like a perfect building place for me. Um, (laughs) I've I've, uh, had a pretty good childhood, but I've spent my entire life taking care of other people and caregiving constantly and i love that about myself to be sure but for me being a little is a time really one of the only times that i actually let someone else take care of me and it is for me both really beautiful and also slightly terrifying because i'm not used to that so it really really demands a lot of trust to my daddy um because my golly, what if he's just going to be, you know, gone? <laughs> yeah. 
I think that's a that's a great way to look at it. Is like it's when when you uh, typically think about power dynamics and power exchange, there's often this view of it that it's this absolute thing, where when you look in the I don't know the aspects of DDLG, uh, mommy doms, caregivers, and protectors, right? There's there's less of a emphasis on that ownership aspect where there's more of an emphasis on it in other uh, genres of power exchange with, I find for me specifically with, with DDLG, it's, it's me exacting some form of authority to help my babe girl to be their best self. And and I know that I'm not perfect and they know that I'm not perfect, but I'm going to try my best to make sure that I'm making the right decisions for the betterment of their life and making sure that, you know, the decisions I make for our household makes the, the most nurturing and safe environment for them to feel comfortable to slip in and out of little space whenever they feel they need to. It, it's, I mean, it, so it is there is a power exchange there in that I do get to make ultimate decisions, but I also at least in, in my dynamics with both of my partners, I enforce autonomy. I want them to have their autonomy because I don't want to take that away. That's what makes them them, and I don't want that to change. I want to see that flourish and grow, and also. Maybe that's a space where they can be comfortable and be little. Uh, for some of the, uh, uh, I think it'd be really cool to talk about both the the uh, caregiver, daddy, dom, mommy, dom side of it and the little side of it. Um, but you have both brought up the space to be little. So I can tell what my little space feels like, um, but I'd really love to hear from the other submissives too. What do y'all experience with it? Um, for me, it's a lot of just like there's a softness and a tenderness and like I can let go of my problems I'm like always thinking about everything else and everybody else and what can I do and what should I be doing and this and when I get to be little it's just okay good it's time to play now um and I for one have a very non-sexual little space um it's very very safe for work very innocent um and the sexual side of me is is completely separate from my little space. Um, but I know that not everyone makes those distinctions and those separations. Um, and so it can also be really interesting, like when I'm having little space with other littles, if we're having like a play date type of deal, what kind of um, interactions they have, especially if their daddy doms are also present. And also what kind of limitations do they have? Like when I'm in little space, I try not to use sharp objects. Like I don't play with knives or I, you know, I don't cook when I'm in little space generally. Um, I don't operate the oven. If I want baked goods, I need to make them out of little space type of thing. Um, and, but, but I'm also not, there's different levels of little space, you know? So what is somebody else's like? Um, so, hi, I'm Echo, um, and, uh, my little space, there, 
it depends on when, like when I'm really deep into little space because like when I'm really deep into little space my whole body feels really heavy and it feels like I can't really do much unless I am instructed to do certain things so when I'm really deep into little space I also go nonverbal. so I'll just be sitting there and um like things that help me is like watching cartoons or snacking or just being there with my daddy just his presence being there helps me a lot um or even him giving me a task like um painting I I get really creative when I'm little so it's the best time for me to paint color and write because it's my favorite it's it's creative it lets my creativity um escape and I don't have all those stress, all the stress from like adult being down on me. And then there's other times where I'm not so much into little space where like I'm just like barely there and like I feel playful and I'm a little bratty, but like I'm still able to get sexual in that space. It's more playful to me when I'm in that space but when i'm really in deep deep little space it's not so much sexual for me hi i'm little jay so i'm kind of a mix between uh nysteria and echo when it comes to little space so for me it's um i i i started out on both aspects it was not sexual and then there was a sexual side to it um but the more that i have talked with other people that have the same interest in it and kind of start to really learn what it's about kind of where my comfortability is with it um i've made i i've made a separation between the two and it's mainly now um feeling comfort um loved nurtured um a little bit of like compassion uh and and to relieve stress so when you go into little space i you know like no knives no you know anything that would be considered adulting so cooking um i don't you know i won't go drive like nothing like that like when when little space comes it's all the stress goes away i don't have to think about anything i color i smile the further i go into it or if you make me blush i go nonverbal. um watching cartoons my, my two biggest things are are cartoons and, and coloring um sometimes drawing but my drawing skills aren't aren't a par so it's coloring but uh um it's just really nice to go into even to kind of go off of what Haas said about having a space to where somebody else can make the decisions and you're kind of in their care and you don't have to to think about anything else you can just be happy you can be free you can be who you want to be without any judgment right uh how do you want to say something and and that's that's where you know, as a daddy dom or, or as a caregiver or as a mommy dom, <clears throat> we step in and to provide that structure and that space where you can have all that fun that your heart desires. It, it's, it sounds like a fantasy because it feels like a fantasy. It, it, it is something that is unique and diverse to each individual. It is something that comes with many different aspects not just psychologically, but also physically. There are those that have physical reactions and mental reactions. Some of the mental reactions are, you know, starting to shut down, go nonverbal, like you guys talk about. And it, it's 
our job as caregivers and or that top position, if people want to see it that way, to make sure that firstly, the kind of care you desire is being provided for you in that space. And not just that, but the, the enjoyment, making sure you're actually getting that smile and that laugh and getting to have all those individual little moments with each other. It's so much fun. I know with my own, uh, I talk, I talk to her every day and every other week I try to give her drawing ideas, not just for her to, you know, I think one of the most recent ones was a punk rock axolotl. And I had her draw an entire scene behind it. And it was amazing. But it was something fun and creative and an outlet that would allow her to feel safe and guided through that that point in time and that process. So so uh, thinking thinking on that, there's I think there's something that uh, that you brought up, uh, Echo, and that was um, where when you're deep in in headspace, uh, little space, uh, there's a sense of detachment and and heaviness, right? It's it's almost like you you've completely subverted your. It's the um what what's normally referred to as like. A traditional age regression where mentally you're allowing yourself to regress and feel comfortable in that space. Um, I want to talk about something that I've seen in, in this space, and that's daddy doms and doms in general who may take advantage of somebody who is in that headspace. Um, there's, there's an inherent like nurturing and caregiving trust in this type of dynamic where you're expected as daddy dom to nurture that space and make sure that it's capable to get there well there are some folks who um encourage that only to then take advantage of that space and it it discourages folks from exploring that side of themselves further or feeling comfortable in that. And I think one thing that I, that I find interesting is um, when, when you're negotiating this type of dynamic upfront, talking about what your, what your comfort level is when you're in headspace and making sure that the, the, the partner is actually listening and understands you don't want to sexualize the the dynamic and and you want to feel i don't mean to say pure but like you want to have a a pure little feeling you don't want to feel sexualized in that space i think that that might be something that would be interesting to talk about uh let's see nysteria yeah uh just a really quick note and then i know echo wants to say something on this too um one one of the key things since you mentioned negotiations with this kind of dynamic one of the really key things and an important factor is to make sure that when you are doing those negotiations you're not in headspace because it puts you in a complete 
disadvantage and you're not really able to negotiate if they're already in charge. Um, so that was just one thing that I have found and one thing that I've really appreciated with my daddy is is how well we are able to communicate outside of Headspace as well as in Headspace. Right. Uh, Echo, you wanted to chime in too? Yes. Um, so with what you were saying, House, um, I understand like the the aspect of some doms taking advantage of this space. I have actually had that happen to me personally. And um it's it's really heartbreaking when you have somebody you trust take advantage of that of your headspace and your um boundaries as a whole because like when you're in headspace and you go nonverbal, for instance, like I do your verbal consent factor is taken away. So right. you cannot give them a yes or a no because you physically feel like you cannot talk. And in that headspace, you cannot. So um, you really need to trust the person and be able to let go and give them the control and trust that they're not going to take advantage of that control, which um, before I knew about negotiations, that's how I got into that situation because um when I first got into the lifestyle, I didn't know that there were negotiations and red flags and talking about boundaries. I just thought, you know, they they take control and that's that. And that I was way wrong. I'm sorry to hear that that happened to you in general, but um, I'm happy to hear that you've you've come as far as you have and haven't given up on what you enjoy. That's good. That's awesome. Uh, Little Jay, did you want to chime in? Yeah, I wanted to kind of touch on that as well. Um, when you when you have the dynamic with somebody, and especially when they can be there all the time, because my very couple first experiences was with uh, an ex of mine. Um, so, you know, like we were living together and we kind of explored this thing, you know, together, obviously me on, on the little side and, and she was on... Uh, the dommy or the mommy dom side, you know, we're kind of learning together and stuff like that. And we had found out early on about negotiations, you know, so we kind of set boundaries kind of, you know, um, we wanted to kind of stay in house. You don't really do nothing out in public, you know, just general boundaries until we can figure out what's going on and everything was going good. Um, I don't want to get into too much detail, but essentially what it broke down to is you really create a trust and a bond with somebody not necessarily like verbal cues, but just kind of like nonverbal cues, you know, just kind of looks or how, you know, your, your body language goes and all that kind of stuff. And when somebody takes, um, an advantage of it, it's really, really heartbreaking. Like I believe echo had stated, um, because you're at that time, you know, you're, you're really putting yourself out there with somebody else. You're really trusting them to make the, you know, the correct decisions while you guys are actively participating and for them to, to break that hurts. And it hurts a lot. Um, right. And that created a little bit of tension, you know, so we took a small break and everything like that. Just try to, you know, give it, you know, a little bit and come back to it. Um, and un unfortunately, that ended up actually having a break. Like, I got completely out of it for a while. Um, I didn't want to talk about the community. I didn't want to, like, go into it any further. It actually made me think, what we were doing, what we were participating in was actually wrong um, because of such a negative experience. 
And I just want to say for if anybody kind of has that, that if you're true to yourself and it's something that makes you feel comfortable, don't completely throw it away. Because I almost did that. And if I would have done that, I, I would feel really bad. Um, because now getting back into it and meeting all the wonderful people here, especially the ones that are in the podcast that have the same interest, um, absolutely amazing. And this kind of made me relook at everything like that. Um, you know, talk to others, get different opinions, and it's just all around great. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, having having a community to talk to really really helps and makes a difference. Um when I first found my little side um i had a daddy who uh was about three hours away from me and trying to figure that out but i at least got to see him some um but when we got together he was about to move and so we had you know when i did come down to visit it was a lot of helping them pack and get ready to go and not a whole lot of in-person little space um and I had my best friend with me who was also discovering her little space at the time. Um, and and she was really my community. So being here and getting to talk to other people and learn more about what their space is. And um, there's one person on our server who particularly they and I like really love being little together. And it's like, oh, sometimes you just have to be a small little menace. And it's it's really helped me embrace my little side i have like hugely expanded um since i joined y'all are adorable by the way if i if i do say so <laughs> i could go for it um so i really liked what you said there uh when i was first exploring my little space i had joined a server and they were like all very welcoming and we had um, like little space role plays and little space sleepovers that we would do online during the pandemic. And it was so fun. I actually became the little space coordinator after a while of being there and we hosted little space sleepovers. We would do face masks and karaoke. And it was just so fun to have a community of littles really supporting us. And we even had um we called him the server daddy because he was a platonic caregiver to a lot of the littles in the community who didn't have and they felt like they had someone with for them and it was really nice honestly like when we did snack times and things like that he would be there to like kiss boo-boos and things like that. It was the cutest thing. And it really helped me because being a nonverbal little and being around other littles, it helped me come out of my shell. So it really helped me. And then also being a switch, it also helped me see things from a Dom's perspective as well, because he helped mentor me in being a caregiver. That's awesome. Uh, could I like personal curiosity hear more about what like daddy space is like for y'all um because you, you've talked a lot about what you give to your littles and and i really appreciate that and i being a little i'm i'm a switch too but but my dom side is not a, a mommy dom um but i i try really hard to protect my daddy space because i my daddy's daddy space because he protects my little space and and i feel like daddy space doesn't really get talked about or, or mommy space or caregiver space doesn't really get talked about as much 
for me personally, it's, I don't know, it's very hard to explain for myself personally, but it's that sense of, of being able to take care of someone in a way that I was never taken care of. It, it's that, it's that satisfaction of knowing that I'm able to take care of someone in a way that I know I needed as a kid, but was never really given. Um, and I guess it's, it's, it's a bit of self-satisfaction and it sounds self-serving, but the act of, of giving care to another person and making them feel safe and wanted and loved and accepted in, I don't know, it's, it's just something that's hard to describe for other people, but it is still something that is very different. And of course, there's also that side of when you have to discipline and when you have to create structure and order. It is it is a satisfaction of taking care of someone, like I said, that uh, I, I wish I had better words for because it deserves better than just, you know, what I couldn't have as a kid. It's it's more so sure. than just providing that. It's also giving structure creating that bond yeah i go um so as a caregiver um i've had a few littles and um the structure it's it's very large part of it um you know as a as a caregiver as a mommy dom as a daddy dom you never really want to give discipline but it's something you have to do um to help better the little and let them know that you care about their well-being um, for instance, one of my rules is drinking limits. I really prefer um, my littles knowing their drinking limits because you could end up really hurting yourself, especially if you're around people who you don't necessarily trust. You don't want them being put in a situation where they could get hurt by someone else as well. Hmm. Okay. For and me... it seems my... Oh, go, oh, ahead. go ahead, House. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, no, sir. After you, Tele we can come back. Yes, sir, after you, I insist. Shall we? Okay. Let us tip hats yeah. as we pass. Okay. Indeed. Mr. Hatter. <laughs> uh. Okay. So, for for me, uh, much much like what Hatter was referring to, that um, the catharsis. Like, uh, I grew up with uh, an abusive dad, and my mom was there but she was working full time to support me and my two brothers so like a lot of the nurturing that you would typically get in the the nuclear family uh just didn't exist as much um so that has left a, a chasm that i don't fill with being a daddy to be clear um it is a cathartic release of energy. It is for me very well, not a release so much as it's fulfilling um, in that sense, because it allows me to uh, help somebody else to experience that joy that I didn't so much. Um, and aside from that, I think like I the. I, for me, it's, it, there's an interesting way of viewing it. And, and I remember talking to friends about this uh, a few years ago, I think. Um, I think of it as 
so with my my uh past baby girl she and her friend used to just have little time over i was uncle buck for her friend because she didn't have a daddy at the time and so like i was that uh that protector caregiver when i could be um and so seeing them pal around and have little time together and just like coloring coloring books watch disney movies do their thing and just just jam out it for me i didn't see it as two adult women doing childish things because for me it was seeing that that inner child right there doing what they wanted to do being the way they wanted to be at that time and for me i didn't see like them sitting there i saw the, the two kids sitting there and just enjoying themselves and watching movies and having fun and like for me nurturing and creating that space for them to do that it's like i don't know like that to me is is daddy space when i when i get to experience that 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 childlike mannerism really poke its head out and say hi Nice. Uh, Hatter, you had wanted to say something too? Yeah, my words did come back to me because it was also what I was wanting to add about what I was saying is that it's also about creating that structure. And from that structure that you create for your little, it also helps you to create a little structure in your life so that you have a schedule to keep yourself to. It's it's not so much self-serving as it is more of an, I guess, a coexisting ecosystem of mm-hmm. a relationship <clears throat> and in the most platonic of terms um but it it creates the ability not only to have a structure inside your own life but inside your little's life and to tailor and through negotiations and consent you guys can can kind of tailor around what your needs are and right. that's one of the most beautiful things about it too is, is it can help you not just help your little but help yourself as well it's a very symbiotic relationship that's the word i'm looking for there you go yeah but echo were you wanting to say something yes um i feel like as doms we um we too have a childlike nature to us and being with our littles it helps us uh, release that and really be a little carefree too um, whenever we participate in tasks with them or read them stories. It helps us release a little bit of that inner child and the stress that we had from working all day and taking care of our little. It really helps with late night cuddles and all of the reading and the playtime. It really, I feel like it really helps us as doms too. Absolutely. I would also just like to state that that when daddies or or caregivers like get into that space and they're like playing with their little, it is the cutest thing in the world. Like when my daddy's like brings out the little cutie voice, I just die of joy every single time. Um, and I can add a note on the structure stuff later, but uh, how is you? I think you want to say something about that helping you. Oh yeah, I was I was gonna say it's it's always. Uh... It's always helpful when, uh, like, uh, I'll use this week as an example, even. I've been working a, a lot of wild hours, and it's to just, like, 
they'll come in and just be like, "Hey, you, you, you gonna, you gonna eat something for dinner?" Because I've noticed you've been working a lot today, and it's like, "Oh shit, I haven't eaten yet." <laughs> just like those little like, "Hey, you talk to me about self care all the time. I'm gonna poke you too, just to make sure." You're okay. Daddy, daddy, like, daddy, 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 did you do the thing? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> uh it's too cute. Um I just want to add a little on that. I feel like um littles look after their caregivers as much as we look after them. Um giving mm -hmm. rules such as like make sure you eat and everything like that. They want to make sure that you're following the same rule that they you gave them because if you're not following it, why do they? Right. No, we we have the this sort of stuff in our contract even. Like we that way we like we keep after each other on it. We want we want to be healthy, you know, as healthy as we possibly can. Heck, Ash will just be like, "Hey, it's in the contract. Stay healthy, Mister." It's like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I I know I I love taking care of my daddy and it, like you know um a lot of the time like being generally like a person that likes to take care of others even though I like in my dom space that's not me necessarily like I am a very soft and caregiving dom but I'm not I'm not a mommy dom. Don't call me mommy. It's not my thing. It's not who I am. I, I support the heck out of people who are, but it's not me. So, um, like, I like taking care of my daddy and making sure he has, like, a safe space to express his emotions and um, knows that he is seen and valued and taken care of and that it's important to me how that he survives well. Um, and that he takes care that I take care of him in a lot of the same ways he takes care of me, but really it's I, I don't know without without being the dominant without being the one in charge, um, but taking care of him and making sure he knows how much he means to me helps me with my little space. It makes me feel like I've been a good girl. I did I did the thing I did the thing, and now he's the good daddy because <laughs> mm -hmm. I did the thing. Yes. Now here's a here's a good. A good topic to kind of uh broach so we've talked a lot about the established relationship right but what about folks who are considering exploring this space something uh i'll i'll start with a, a an idea here and that's um whenever i talk to folks who are new into little community i'll ask them whether or not they have um something that's grounding like what is what is the thing you go to um a lot of them i've found like passies or blankets or, or or other items or things that help them identify with that that little and i find that a lot of times the the initial reaction is whoa i'm not going to do that but like for for y'all for for you three what is what was it like for you when you found that little self and and how you identified that and nurture that now you're coming in here with some big questions all right well, hey 
but these are the these are the kind of things where when you're considering this sort of thing, approaching that sort of conversation internally might be hard. Uh, sure. So I'll, I'll go ahead and start since I'm yeah, gesturing at the other littles here and <laughs> nobody's really sure who's wants to start. So I, I had like a really slow start into my little space. Um, my first daddy, I was in a poly relationship with him and his wife. Um, absolutely wonderful people. Um, but I was very much going into it. One of the kind of people who was like, mm, nope, this is not me. Uh, he wants me to call him daddy. So I like we had talked about the potential of being together. And then I didn't say the words out loud for a long time. I spent like a week and a half in my head starting to call him daddy, like getting it used to it before I used the word. Um and then we didn't really, I didn't really feel like I got to have much in the way of a little space with him. Um, he he was a very wonderful caregiver. There was a lot of chaos with them moving across the country and me not knowing what I was doing. And uh, I was in a living situation where it wasn't particularly safe for me to um, be, in, be in a little space either. Um, so it was a whole combination of things, and until the last five-ish months, I'd really only ever put myself in little space, and I've been in charge of my own little space. So it's been a very gradual growing of things. Um, when I first discovered my little, I was like, all right, sure, like, I'm a little girl, you know, take care of me, you know, make me check in with you before I leave the room and give me all of the stuffed animals and the hair bows you can possibly reach for. But I'm never going to want a pacifier. That's not me. And then one day I was like, well, what if I tried a pacifier? Like, I just I one. It's not going to be a thing. What if I tried one, though? It's a really cute picture prop thing. And now I have, like nine i think and i'm constantly shopping for more i'm constantly designing more i i have this is my most recent one like i think it's so cute oh, that's awesome. um and then the same thing with like bottles i was like well i'm really uncomfortable with the idea of a bottle like no way jose and then i was like well shoot this is a bottle passy set what if we got that and I was like, oh, oh, it's so small. I feel so adorable. I love it. <laughs> and it's really interesting, too, because, like, with my bottle, I want certain textures. And, like, I don't want chocolate milk in my bottle. That's the wrong texture for me. And I don't want water in my bottle because I'm not going to be able to drink it fast enough. But, like, you put juice and I'm so happy. So it's been a lot of, like, gradual, like, kind of coming to terms with it for me. And... Just experimenting, being willing to waste $15 on a pacifier or a bottle and be willing to not like it. Um, there are still things that I'm like, I'm not at a place where I feel comfortable trying that. Like, I, I'm i not a little that uses diapers. Um, I know people who sure. are, and that's, you know, great for you. I'm very happy for you. It's uncomfortable physically to me. So I haven't done that. Um and, you know, I, I keep trying to reevaluate it in, in fresh time. Um, 
as a little, I do not use pacifiers or diapers, um, but that's okay. It's all it's all what you, makes you feel comfortable. I have tried a pacifier recently and discovered that I did not like it. Um, so I ground myself around stuffed animals and how I first got into Little Space, I really didn't know that I was a little. I was really into role play, so um, when I joined this server and started hanging around all these littles, I discovered a new side of myself that I didn't know existed in the first place. And going into the little bit of the psychological aspect of being a little, um, I realized one of the reasons why I feel so protected being a little is because I did not have a great past and like being a little helps me feel it just helps me feel secure like I don't have to worry about everything and that like my past it it doesn't it doesn't really matter like I I have people who care about me it makes me feel like I'm able to be loved and that it's okay to not be okay. Right. That's huge. So I'm in the same boat as the two previous. You just start to try little things here and there. Um, my biggest constraint is of my living arrangements. Um, and nobody close to me knows what I like to participate in because I'm just not comfortable with, you know, telling them yet or, or having the thought of them finding out that that absolutely terrifies me. Um, but it's what Nisteria was saying, you know, $5 here, $10 here, $20 on a passy, um, all kinds of different things. So I actually started out with stuffed animals and this, I've had this guy since I was like four. And the more I got in the little space, the more this thing was like attached to me and it doesn't leave. Um, it's at my computer. It's at my bedside. It's, it's with me everywhere. Um, and then I had started trying into pacifiers and all that kind of stuff and realized okay this is uh not bad um i had some mixed feelings about it but i needed something that's more geared towards the grown-up side of things um and this is actually where nysteria helped me out a lot she gave me a really good recommendation on the gen 2 pacifiers which are, are bigger and more built for adults um and ever since then um, I have actually fallen in love with them. That is uh, one thing that I can like take to my bed and just pop in and like, it's an instant kind of, it starts calming me down. Um, I can read a book, whatever the case may be, have the stuffy. Um, I have also tried uh, like onesies and all that kind of stuff just to see what I've had. And one of the very first ones I ever bought was just a solid black onesie. Um, you know, Again, keep it everything in the house, nothing really left house and all that kind of stuff. And more recently, within the last couple months, I have met some really good people here in the community. I have actually met my current mommy, Don, um, for my relationship, and she is currently in the podcast. Um, and we are experimenting on some different things, kind of she's throwing some ideas around. I'm throwing some ideas around, kind of figuring out what's gonna work and everything like that. And have recently bought um my first printed onesie. So it's got like cute dinosaur designs Ooh. all over it and it's green. Uh green dinosaurs with a white background. So for me, that was kind of like the next from big little step. For big? Yes, it is. It's from Little for Big. Um nice. So it was kind of a, a big thing for me, but we've kind of built this trust, this little bond to where she's like, 
oh, I think this would look really cute on you. And I'm sitting here kind of like, uh, I don't know, but taking the plunge, you know, I, I justify right. spending a little bit, you know, a little bit here and there just to try different things. And um, she has seen it for verbatim, um, not in the packaging. <laughs> and she has given me really good feedback on it. And it's just kind of reaffirmed with me, you know, that, like good feelings like you don't have nothing bad to say like yeah she's happy i'm happy you get this really warm feeling um you know it's to me it's like the same thing like cuddling you know when you're just there and just laying there um you know with my last partner you know like you know rubs on the head and stuff like that would like completely calm me down so just little stuff you just one thing leads to another and, and so forth and so forth i i have a totally uh different direction question um that that somebody asked me uh prior to starting the podcast and that's uh i don't know if anybody here will have experience with it or not but sadistic daddy doms daddy doms who want to take care of you and want to give you all this love and affection and cuddles and stuff like that but also want to spank you so hard that you can barely walk the next day um yes what what <laughs> what's that like and ha, uh bottoms have you experienced that tops are you that and tell me about this yeah uh, yeah yeah you, you hit the nail on the head there uh <laughs> she really is super soft and it's <laughs> um, perfect for me but i really want to know about this so so i'll 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 start this one off uh so for me it's it's a combination. I am sadistic by nature. And Ash is a masochist by nature, too. So we do impact play. And also, as part of our, our dynamics, sometimes we, we just get into over-the-knee spanking. Just like it's, it could be spur of the moment. They're just being uh, goofy or bratty, and I'll just toss them on my knee and give them some spanks. And usually, that leads into more brattiness and the the sexy side of things, um, or that leads into uh, punishments and ropes are gotten out and floggers are gotten out, and it turns into a fun situation. Either situations is fun, in my opinion, but. It, it's normally an organically uh, evolving thing that involves some form of bratting or sassiness. And that is followed up with uh, swift reper repercussions. <laughs> oh, so fun. I know. Um, I, I, I like, I like to, to start up with some random punishment. Oh, oh, you, you seem to have forgotten something here. Oh, well, we'll just have to make sure you don't forget about that again, won't we? <laughs> and, I mean, that's that's just the fun of it. And it's that, that fun part that can be playful. And especially if you've got a giggle worm, if you've got one that just, like, right. really will start giggling once once that pain starts. Like, you mm -hmm. can make it a lot of fun. And it doesn't exactly necessarily have to do with anything about the space at the point in time. Preferably, I, I I I tend to prefer uh, upper space when uh, when playing. But right. oh Jesus, please just just oh 
again. <laughs> what was that? What did you call yeah. me? Was that? A, did you forget to say the word, sir? I think it yeah. did. Just, you know, I got this lovely orange arrow over here, just waiting with your name on it. You know, just having a little fun, and it can, it can be a lot of fun. It can come from nowhere, and it can start from nothing. It can just be because I have a whim. But it's also going to also stay within the confines of consent. It's never going to be anything that pushes the bounds. And it's also about reading body language at that point. But it's always... Uh, just say I had a lot of fun. <laughs> it's, it's always a blast. Little Jay, you had something to say? Yeah, I actually had a question for the daddy doms slash mommy doms or caregivers. Um, you all asked us, how did we get into our little side? I want to ask you the flip card. How did you guys or girls get into the daddy dom, mommy dom, caregiver kind of side? Like, how did you work your way into the community? How did you discover this was a thing that you have an interest in? Uh, well, that's, that's a good one. Uh, uh did you want to go ahead, Echo? Go ahead. Um, so as someone who started off into the lifestyle i started off as a dominant i have always been a very confident person and i do dominating just felt normal to me i didn't think i had a little side i didn't even think i had a submissive side when i first came into the lifestyle until i was proven wrong um but being a caregiver, I was sort of mentored into it because I had a friend who didn't have someone and I wanted to be that platonic person for them. So whenever they needed someone to run to, they could run to me. And it was, it built our friendship and now we're pretty much inseparable as friends. And I am so happy for them. They have themselves a daddy now and they always look back on our time together and like, you know, you helped build the foundation for me and I'm really, I'm really glad to have you as a friend. That's awesome. I think uh, for me it was, well, it started, I want to say it started with my, my ex-wife actually. Um, we... We didn't really know what DDLG was, and we weren't explicitly like seeking out that dynamic, but we 100% were participating, uh, even if it didn't have the title. Um, and for, for her, it was she had a stressful job that she did, and when we would get together in bed at night, it would be a nurturing kind of thing we would use um cutesy talking and stuffies and like comfy blankies as like a means of of getting into a more comfortable headspace for her and she could relax and ease in and like fall asleep so for us it was more of a, a like a utilitarian type approach and it just turned out being more of a I don't know, like a relationship dynamic more than a kink dynamic. Um, after we got divorced, um, I started exploring more into like the public scene. Um, 
And that's where I started realizing that I have more of that caregiver tendency. And that was just recognizing things that I liked about the situation that I have with my ex and finding that, oh, there are folks who enjoy doing this just in general. And it doesn't have to be like a constant where it's like, this is something that you're doing for utility. It can be something you actually do for enjoyment and fun. And it doesn't have to be the, the transactional be all. Yeah. So expressing it in that way has kind of, I don't know, it changed my opinion on the whole uh, dynamic as it is. Because originally I thought it was more transactional because of the way that I'd experienced it. And then now that I have had uh, two baby girls for long periods of time with both of them, I, I see so much more benefit in it. And I, don't know, I just absolutely love it. For me personally, I, I think I kind of just stumbled into it. Uh, it was just a natural thing that I started doing because I cared about, I cared about my partners, I guess. Um, and I guess it was, a. Uh, when I started actually getting involved in the King community and they were like, huh, you're, you're not a daddy, Tom. Like, no. And, and the more, I mean, the more I started going through it and I was like, you, you know, you pretty much like everything you do for, you realize you're doing the same thing. Have you realized you're a daddy, Tom? Like, and they just didn't, I didn't get it. It never clicked with me and never like actually like from the get go, like that's exactly what I was like. <clears throat> it was such a natural part of just trying to take care of my partner in such a, a more manner than just, yes. Hey, I still want to beat you senseless, but Hey, I also want to make sure you're okay afterwards. And I also want to make sure that we can go still, you know, do something like get ice cream and make funny noises at each other while we ride off into the sunset, you know, something magical or, or sad or funny. I don't know, but because sometimes things are a little bit sad. Sometimes things are very funny, but it's always, it's always been something about an enjoyment and that playfulness. That's Thanks. just, I don't know, always been inherent. Um. So I really, uh, I understand what you mean by like just naturally coming into it um, and not everybody naturally does come into it. But um, how me and my daddy started our dynamic, uh, I pretty much confided in him that I am a little and I am polyamorous. So I, I have found you and I don't want anyone else. And he he helped and he did his research and he decided, you know, I'll take on this role. I'll be your protector. I'm going to be your daddy. And I was so grateful that he decided to do that for me because I confided that into confided that for him. And it it just has worked out ever since. Doing the research is, is a really big learning about it. it. It can be a really steep learning curve, um, and, and it's a lot to take in and figure out. And every dynamic, it's one of, you know, it's one of those things, like every other dynamic, it's going to be unique. You know, my, my daddy relationship with my current daddy is not like my daddy relationship with my last one. But they were both, you know, my last one was great. 
and wonderful in its way, and and I am so happy with my current daddy. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I like to think of it as like it, it's it's fun going and and well, I'll I'll start that over locally when we're not in pandemic times. We have a uh, like a a littles romp type event where it's it's um like everybody gets dressed up in their onesies or their jammies uh, you bring a blankie bring your pillows stuffies and everybody kind of like powwows around and there's like story time there's uh usually somebody puts on a movie or something and it's like this big cute event where everybody can kind of just go there be comfy blow off steam have fun and it's I like to think of it in those situations as like you you just have so much awesome positive energy from everybody involved. And it's it's that to me is like the epitome of why this is so appealing. God, I I really want to go to like a little's munch and meet other littles like in my area, but I do have uh, a couple of friends that we get that I get together with, and we have littles nights every once in a while. Um, we're coming up on on time here pretty shortly, but I do have two more audience questions that I want to throw out. Okay. Um, the first one is about titles and daddies versus mommies. Um, I've known I've heard of several. Uh, women or female presenting people who prefer to be called daddy. Um, I haven't heard it so much the reverse. So for the doms, I'm a, I'm curious um, what your preferred title is. Do you prefer daddy over like sir? Because I have heard of some littles that use sir. And for the littles, I have also wondered um, the 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 little side of that is: Do you have a preference for a daddy versus a mommy? So uh, I'll start this train off. Uh, personally, I go by daddy. Um, and that is a title that is explicitly reserved for Ash. Um, with other partners that I have who are submissive, they refer to me as sir. I, I need to have that distinction. It's just a, a thing for me. <laughs> nice. Uh, how, uh, how about you? For me personally, um. I, I like to look at it as I do prefer the term daddy, uh, but around muggles and around uh, other everyday people, uh, I, I prefer the term, you know, sir or, uh, or you know, babe. But I mean, ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, I guess uh, it comes down to their comfort level as well. Like, some people who are just starting out are not always going to be very comfortable with the uh, with the term daddy or mommy or whatever the preferred pronoun for them is. It's it can mm, it, for me personally, it's just been more about that distinction between public and and private, and that's that's really been. I guess my my biggest distinction about about my uh, my monikers, I guess, yeah. For for anybody listening, uh, a good incognito uh, name is a Mister. I'm gonna go with Captain. My Captain, thank you. <laughs> oh, geez. 
Uh, Echo, as a switch, uh, where where do you fall on? Uh, I'll use you to tie us uh, from the dom side to the little side. Um, as a dom, I have been called many different names. My past little uh, switched between calling me mommy or goddess. Um, and it really made me feel great that he chose goddess to call me and it kind of stuck with him my current little calls me mama dragon and i also adore that term and for me personally with um when with between mommies and daddies i personally prefer daddies i've never had a woman dom fair enough little jay how about you do you prefer uh do you have a preference at all uh, starting out in, even now, it's exclusively been mommy doms. Um, I tried a daddy dom way back when, but I was still kind of new to the whole thing. So I, I think that put uh, a bad taste in my mouth a little bit for a daddy dom. But I like to have all the information and kind of look at everything before I make a really, like, solid opinion about something. So I don't want to, like, I guess, quote unquote, write off a daddy dom. I like to, you know, maybe in the near future or even just to speak to one to kind of see if I can change my mind a little bit just to give, a, you know, another shot, another opportunity before I say, hey, you know, I'm not, you know, comfortable or yeah, I am comfortable with it. So right now it's exclusively mommy dams, but I'm open to ideas down the road. Nice. Um, and to answer the question for myself, I don't necessarily have a preference, but um I've mentioned before, I am a switch, and I can count easily on one hand the number of people that can bring out my submissive side. Easily. So uh, it just so happens that both of the daddies I have had have been male. They've been daddies, not mommies. I don't have a preference. I'm open to the idea of the mommy if, uh, if my current dynamic ends and I'm looking for that in the future. But it's just a question of uh, somebody who's more dominant than I am and that I submit to. Um, any last comments on that one before I bring up our last uh, audience participation question? I've got House. one. So, uh, uh ooh, sorry about that. House and then Echo. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so there's also we'll get to Dabba here in a second. <laughs> so for me, I forgot to mention one, and and I think it's important to mention these. So. I think pet names are awesome and they're fun, especially in this type of dynamic. So for me, Ash calls me spooky because we're both into cryptids and all sorts of weird stuff. And and that's that's one of those things that just kind of like clicks. So daddy and so spooky adorable. works. I love that. As a Halloween lover, that makes my heart so freaking happy. Oh, yeah. Echo. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to say uh, I don't really have a preference, and I would be also open to a mommy dom. It's just never come come up. Nice. All right, and our last participation question of the evening, because we're running out of time pretty quick here. Uh, oh, we may have one more. Yeah, just a just a lighthearted thing. If your daddy dom also has a daddy dom. Would it be proper for you to address them as grandpa? That question requires no answer, and it's just a lighthearted have fun with that. If you'd like to DM me, uh, feel free. 
Actually, Ash and I have come up with what I think is the correct nomenclature there, and that's Pappy Dom. Oh my god. <laughs> so Fair so my best friend and I have joked about that a lot, Lulu, on, and uh, we, we every once in a while come across somebody who, who we're like, well, they're not quite a not quite a daddy dom, but you know, they might be a grandpappy. Yeah, well, there yeah. I mean, the question, the the that question also applies to both sides. You you can also have a granny dom too. <laughs> this brings me much joy. <laughs> uh, so about that last question. About that last question. Um, how do you handle little space in public? Um, it's not always something uh, that you can share. And, and I know many people try not to have it in public. Um, but, but you know, let's say you're out shopping and you just see the fluffiest, biggest unicorn plushie ever. And you're like, <gasps> how do you handle that? Mm, okay. Okay. So for me on that one, this this is where this is where I will again emphasize pet names are awesome because they are incognito ways to talk to your your partner in this situation without without in it like in, encroaching on their comfortable space in public. So for me, if Ash was like really stoked about some stuffy or saw a cute dress or something and just like immediately went into little space and was like oh my fucking god yes um for me i would just like i would refer to them as muffin you know right it'd be like "Ooh, you like that dress muffin you want to get that i'll get that for you yeah i'd love to see you in that you know those cute little encouraging statements right and you can say that casually between the two of you it doesn't have to be a big overblown thing that can just show the excitement be little you can be your your daddy dom self or mommy dom self and be present in that situation just let them explore that and feel that and it's just a it's it's all around a positive vibe for me as, as that person that does have that that boundary for personal personal uh i i'm not entirely again i don't like uh as I like to call them, I don't like a bunch of muggles hearing hearing my pet name, which is which is Daddy. Oh, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy! Look at that! Look at that! I'm sorry. Who? I I actually do. So, Daddy, I do draw the line on uh, because mm -hmm. it, it's not it's not anything to do with the the connotation between the two of us. It's creating a space that's uncomfortable for the folks around us. Um, Consent mm -hmm. of participants. Right. Um, that's, that's actually a, a really important thing to bring up is when, when you're in space with your little or big, whatever have you, um, that's your dynamic and that's comfort between the two of you. But if you're in mixed company where somebody is not comfortable with the concept of DDLG or things like that, then you need to be cognizant that you are not pushing that on them because it may make a, com a comfortable situation otherwise uncomfortable um and i've actually and I mean, i've had folks express that to me while i was out with them and i've had to talk to my partner and be like hey we have to cool it because others are 
not here for this and and it's uncomfortable but it's it is what it is you know you don't want to push that on people and and i mean it's also got its moments where it is innocent and cute and and i mean as long as they're not overstepping that line and they're just you know really excited oh this is amazing like give them that encouragement let them feel it as long as you know they're keeping consent in mind and they're staying at that line but if is there anyone else with any response to that question echo go right ahead um personally i i have a good grip i feel like of self-control um and when i do get put into little space and i'm non-verbal i typically try to push myself out of that space whenever I'm around my primary because I'm not personally comfortable being in that space around my primary. So I just force myself to talk in that sense, especially like if we're like ordering food or something. So it's just my personal thing. Good boundaries to set. Yeah. Good boundaries. All right. Well, that is going to wrap it up for us this evening here at the Sanctuary Kinky Cast. Thank you all for tuning in. Once again, if you have not joined us on Discord, please go to discord.gg slash sanctuary18 and please join us. Please come out and see us. Get verified. Come out today and let's see some more beautiful faces. As always, friends, stay safe, stay sane, stay consensual, and stay naughty, my friends. Bye.